Hello everyone, and welcome to the first episode of um, Warriors, the series. Um, so, if I sound a little, like, not very, I don't know, like, reading too well, it's because I'm reading off of an Amazon sample. Um, I can't find the book right now, but um, I'm going to try getting it from the library. Okay, let's start. Chapter 1, Into the Wild. It was very dark. Rusty could sense something was near. The young tomcat's eyes opened wide as he scanned the dense undergrowth. This place was unfamiliar, but the strange sense drew him onward, deeper into the sh- shadows. His stomach growled, reminding him of his hunger. He opened his jaws slightly to let the warm smells of the forest reach his scent gr- glands. On the roof of his mouth, musty odors of leaf mold mingled leaf mold with mingled with tempting aroma of sm- of a small furry creature. Suddenly, a flash of grape raced past him. Rusty stopped still, listening. It was hiding in the leaves, less than two tail lengths away. Rusty knew it was a mouse. He could feel the rapid pulsing of a tiny heart deep within his fur, his ear fur. His swallow, he swallowed, stifling his rumbling stomach. Soon his hunger would be satisfied. Slowly, he lowered his body into position, crouching for the attack. He was downwind of the mouse. He knew it was not aware of him. With one final check of his prey's position, Rusty pushed back hard on his haunches and sprang kicking up leaves on the forest floor as he rose. The mouse dived for cover, heading toward a hole in the ground, but Rusty was already on top of it. He scooped it into the air, hooking the helpless creature with his uh, thorn-sharp claws, flinging it up and off. High art into onto the the leaf covered ground. Ground. The le- the mouse le- landed dazed but alive. It tried to run, but Rusty snatched it up again. He tossed it to the mouse once more. This time a little far farther away. The mouse managed to scramble a few paces before Rusty caught up to it. Suddenly a noise ro- roared. By nearby, Rusty looked around, and as he did so, the as he did so, the mouse was able to pull away from his claws. When Rusty turned back, he saw it dart into the darkness among among the tangled roots. Angry, Rusty gave up the hunt. He spun around, his green eyes glaring, intent to on searching out the noise that had co- cost him his kill. The second rattled on, becoming more familiar. Rusty blinked open his eyes. The forest had disappeared. He was inside a hot and airless kitchen, curled in his bed. Moonlight filtered through the window, casting shadows on the smooth, hard floor. The noise had been the rattle of a hard, hard-dried pellets of food as they were tipped into his dish. Rusty had been dreaming, dreaming. 
Lifting his head, he rested his chin on the side of his bed. His collar rubbed uncomfortably around his neck, and his dream, he had, he had felt fresh air rippling the soft fur where the cooler, usually pinched, pinched Rusty's Rusty, pinched. Rusty rolled back into into his sorry. Rusty rolled onto his back, savoring the dream for a few more moments. He could still smell the mouse. It was the third time since full moon that he had had the dream, and every time the mouse had escaped his grasp. He licked his lips from his bed. He could smell. He licked his lips. From his bed, he could smell the bland odor of his food. His owners always refilled his dish before they went to bed. The dusty smell chased away the warm sense of his dream, but the hunger rumbled on his st- in his stomach, stomach. So Rusty stretched the sleep out of his limbs and padded across the kitchen floor to his dinner. The food felt felt dry and tasteless on his tongue. Rusty Rusty relunked, relunked. I can't pronounce it. Sorry, you might know what it is. Uh, I guess, yeah. Swallowed one more mouthful. Then he turned away from the food dish and pushed his way out the out out through the cat flap, hoping that the smell of the garden would bring back his feelings from his dream. Outside, the moon was bright. It was a ra- it was raining slightly. Rusty stalked down the tidy garden, following the starlit gravel path, feeling the stones cold and sharp beneath his paws. He made his dirt beneath a large bush with glossy green leaves and heavy purple flowers. Their sickly sweet scent coiled the damp air around him and and curled his lip to drive the smell to drive the smell and he curled his lip to drive the smell out of his nostrils. Afterward, Rusty settled down on top of one of the posts in the fence that marked the limits limits of his garden. It was a favorite spot of his his, as he could see right into the neighboring gardens as well, into the dense green forest on the other side of the garden fence. The rain had stopped behind him. The close-cropped lawn was bad. Bathed in moonlight, but beyond his fence, fence the woods were full of shadows. Were full of shadows. Rusty stretched his head forward to take a sniff of the damp air. His skin was warm and dry under his thick coat, but he could feel the weight of raindrops that sparkled on the ginger fur. He heard his owners giving him one last call from the back. Door. If he went to them now, they would greet him with gentle words and care, 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 caresses, and welcome into welcome him into their bed, where he would curl up, purring, warm in the crook of a bent knee. 
but this time Rusty ignored his owner's voices and turned his gaze back to the forest. forest. The crisp smell of the woods had grown fresher after the rain. Suddenly, the fur on his spine prickled. Was something moving out there? Was something watching him? Rusty stared ahead, but it was impossible to see or smell anything. In the dark tree-scented tree scented air, he lifted his chin boldly, stood up, and stretched, one paw grip, gripping each corner of the fence post, fence post as he straightened his legs and arched his back. He closed his eyes and breathed in the smell of the woods. Once more, it was something to promise him, something tempting him onward into the whispering shadows. Tensing his muscles, he crouched for a moment, then leaped lightly down into the rough grass. On the other side of the garden fence, as he landed, the bell on his collar rang out through the still night air. Where are you off to, Rusty? Meowed a familiar voice behind him. Rusty looked up. A young black and white cat was balancing balancing ungracefully on the fence. Hello, Smudge, Rusty replied. You're not going to the into you're not go you're not going to go into the woods, are you? Smudge's amber eyes were huge. Just for a look, Rusty promised, shifting uncomfortably. You wouldn't get me in there. It's dangerous. Smudge wrinkled his black nose with distaste. Henry Henry said he went into the woods once the cat lifted his head gestured uh, with his nose over to the rows of friends toward the garden where henry lived that fat old tabby never went into the woods rusty scoffed he's hardly been beyond his own garden since the trip to the vet and and all, all he wants to do is eat and sleep no really he caught a robin there smudge insisted well, if he did, then it was before the vet. Now he complains about birds because they disturb his dozing. Well, anyway, Smudge went on, ignoring the scorn from Rusty's mew. Henry told me that there were uh, there were all sorts of danger ish, dangerous animals out there. Huge wildcats who eat live rabbits for breakfast and sharpen their claws on their old bones. Oh, sorry. I'm go. I'm only going for a look around. Rusty mewed. I won't stay long. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. Purred Smudge. The black and white cat turned and plunged off the fence, back and in, down into his own garden. Rusty sat down in the coarse grass beyond the garden fence. He gave his shoulder a nervous look and wondered how much of. Smudge's gossip was true. Suddenly, the movement of a tiny creature caught his eyes. Aye, he watched it scuttle under some branches, under some brambles, and instant in- instinct made him drop into a low crouch. With one slow, slow paw after another, he drew his body forward through the undergrowth, ears pricked. Nostrils flared, eyes unblinking. He moved toward the animal. He could see it clearly now, sitting up among the 
barbed branches, nibbling on a large seed. Held between its paws, it held held between its paws. It was a mouse. Nibbling a large seed, held between its paws. It was a it was a mouse. Rusty rocked his haunches from side to side, preparing to leap. He he held his breath in case his bell rang again. Excitement coursed through him, making his heart pound. There was even this was even better than his dreams. Then a sudden noise of cracking twigs and crouching leaves, crunching leaves, made him jump. His bell jangled treacherously, and the mouse darted away in into the thickest thing, tangle of the bramble bush. Rusty stood very still and looked around. He could see the white tip of a red bushy tail trailing through a clump of tall ferns up ahead. He smelled a strong, strange scent, dis- definitely meat either, but neither cat nor dog. Distracted, Rusty forgot about the mouse and watched the red tail curiously. He wanted a better look. All of Rusty's senses trained ahead as he prowled forward. Then he detected another noise. It came from behind him, but sounded muted and distant. He swiveled his ears backward to hear it better. Paw steps, he wondered, but he he kept his eyes fixed on the strange red fur up ahead and continued to creep onward. It was only then when when the faint rustling behind him became a loud, fast-approaching leaf leaf crackle that Rusty realized that he was in danger. The creature hit him like an explosion, and Rusty was thrown sideways into a clump of nettles. Twisting and yelling, he tried to throw off the attacker, but he fastened his, his... I'm sorry. I lost my place. Twisting and yelling, he tried to throw off the attacker that had fastened itself itself to his back. It was gripping him with incredible sharp claws. Rusty could feel little spiked teeth pricking at his neck. He writhed and squirmed from whisker to tail, but he couldn't couldn't free himself. For a second, he felt helpless. Then he fl- froze, thinking fast. He flipped over onto his back. He knew in- instinctively how dangerous it was to expose his soft belly, but it was his only chance. He was lucky. The ploy seemed to work. He heard a <sighs> beneath him as breath was knocked out of his attacker. Thrashing fear. Fiercely, Rusty managed to wriggle free. Without looking back, he sprinted toward his home. Behind him, a rush of paw steps told Rusty's attacker was giving chase. Even through the pain from his scratches stung beneath his fur, Rusty decided he would rather turn and fight than let himself be jumped on again. He skidded to a stop, spun around, and faced his pursuer. It was another kitten with a thick coat of shaggy gray fur, strong legs and a broad face. In a heartbeat, Rusty smelled that it was a tom and sensed the power in the sturdy shoulders. 
Underneath the soft coat, the kitten crashed in onto Rusty at full pelt. At full pelt, yeah. Taken by surprise by Rusty's turnabout, it fell back in a dazed heap. The impact knocked the breath out of Rusty, and he staggered. He staggered. He quickly found his footing and arched his back, puffing out his orange fur, ready to spring onto another kitten. Onto the other kitten. But his attacker, attacker suddenly sat up and began to lick his f- forepaw. All signs of aggression gone. Rusty felt strangely disappointed. Every part of him tent, was tense, ready for battle. Hi there, kitty pet. Now the gray Tom cheerily. You put up quite a fight for a tame kitty. Rusty remained on tiptoe for a second, th- wondering whether to attack anyway. Then he remembered the strength uh, he had felt in this kitten's paws. When he had pinned him to the ground, he dropped onto his pads, loosened his muscles, and let his spine unbend. And I'll fight you again if I have to, he growled. I'm Grey Paul, by the way. The gray kitten went on, ignoring Rusty's threat. I'm trying to be a ThunderClan warrior. Rusty remained silent. He didn't understand what this gray what's-it was meowing about, but he sensed the threat had passed. He hid his confusion by leaning down to lick his ruffled chest. What's a kitty pet like you doing out in the woods? Don't you know it's dangerous? asked Gray Paul. If you're the most dangerous thing in the woods has, woods has to offer, then I think I can handle it. Rusty bluffed. Gray Paul looked at him for a moment, narrowing his big yellow eyes. Oh, I'm far more, far from the most dangerous. If I were even half a warrior, I would, I'd give an intruder like some, like you some real wounds to think about. Rusty felt a thrill of fear at those ominous words. What did this mean by intruder? Anyway, meowed Gray Paul, using his sharp teeth to tug at a clump of grass from between his claws. I didn't think it was worth hurting you. You're obviously not from one of the other clans. Other clans? Rusty echoed, confused. Gray Paul let out an impatient hiss. You must have heard but of the four warrior clans that hunt around here. I belong to the Thunder Clan. The other clans are always trying to steal prey from our territory, especially Shadow Clan. They're so fierce, they would have ripped you to shreds, no questions asked. Gray Paul paused to spit angrily and continued. They come to take prey that is rightfully ours. It's the job of the... Th- of the Thunder Clan warriors to keep them out of our territory. When I finish my training, I'll be so dangerous, I'll, I'll have the other clan shaking in their flea bitten skins. They won't dare come near then. Rusty narrowed his eyes. This must be one of the wildcats Mudge had warned him about, leaving rough, living rough in the woods, hunting and fighting each of other each other for their last scrap of food yet rusty didn't feel scared in fact it was it was hard not to admire this confident kitten so you're not a warrior yet he asked why do you think i was 
gray paw purred proudly. Then he shook his his wide furry head. I wouldn't be a real war- warrior for ages. I have to go through the training first. Kids have to be six moons old before they even begin training. Tonight is my first night out as an apprentice. Why don't you find your, yourself an owner with a nice cozy house instead? Your life would be so would be much easier. Rusty meowed. There are plenty of housefolk who take a, a kitten like you. All you have to do is sit where they can see you and look hungry for a couple of days, and they'd feed me pellets that look like rabbit droppings and soft slop. Gray Paul interrupted. No way. I can't think of a, anything worse than being a kitty pet. They're, they're, they're nothing but two-legged toys eating stuff that doesn't look like food, making dirt in a box of gravel, sticking their nose outside only when the two legs allow them. That's no life. Out here, it's wild, and it's free. We come and go as we please. He finished his speech with a proud spit. Then he meowed mischievously. Until you've tasted a, fir- a fresh-killed ma- mouse, you haven't lived. Have you ever tasted mouse? No, Rusty admitted a little defensively. Not yet. I guess you'll n- never understand, Grey Paul sighed. You weren't born wild. It makes a big difference. You need to be born with warrior blood in your veins, or the feel of the wind in your whiskers. Kitties born into two-leg nests could never feel the same way. Rusty remembered the way he had felt in his dream. That's not true, he meowed indignantly. Gray Paul did not reply. He suddenly stiffened mid-look. One paw still raised and sniffed the air. I smell cats from my clan, he hissed. You should go. They won't be pleased to find you hunting in our territory. Rusty meowed around. Sorry. Rusty looked around, wondering how Graypaw knew any cat was approaching. He couldn't smell anything different on the leaf-scented breeze, but his his fur stood on up on end at the note of urgency in Graypaw's voice. Quick hiss, Graypaw, Graypaw, run! Rusty prepared to spring into his bushes, into the bushes, not knowing which way was safe to jump. He was too late. A voice meowed behind him, firm and menacing. What's going on here? Rusty turned to see a large gray she-cat strolling majestically out from the undergrowth. She was magnificent. White hair streaked her muzzle, and an ugly scar parted the fur across her shoulders. But her, excuse me, uh, but her smooth gray coat shone like silver in the moonlight. Blue star, beside Rusty, gray pug crouched down and narrowed his eyes. He crouched even lower when a second cat, a handsome golden tabby, followed the gray cat into the clearing. You shouldn't be so near 
to that place, Greyhawk growled the golden tabby angrily, narrowing his his green eyes. I know, Lionheart. I'm sorry. Greypaw looked down at his paws. Rusty copied Greypaw and crouched low to the forest floor, his ears twitching nervously. The, these cats had an air of strength. He he had never seen it in any of his garden friends. Maybe what Smudge had warned him about was true. Who is this? asked the she-cat. Rusty flinched as he, she turned her gaze on him. Her piercing blue eyes made him feel even more vulnerable. I can't pronounce it, sorry. He's no threat, meowed Grey Paul quickly. He's not another clam warrior, just a two-legged pet from beyond our territories. Just a two-legged pet? The words inflamed Rusty, but he held his tongue. The warning look in Blue Star's t- stare told him that she had observed the anger in his eyes, and he looked away. This is Blue Star. She's leader of my clan, Grey Paul hissed to Rusty under his breath. And Lionheart, he's my mentor. Men- mentor. Which means he's training me to be a warrior. Thank you for the introduction, Great Paul. Meowed Lionheart coolly. Blue Star was still re- staring at Rusty. You you fight well for a two-legged pet, she mowed. Rusty and Great Paul exchanged confused glances. How could she know? We have been watching you both, Blue Star went on, as if she had read their thoughts. He wondered how you would deal with an intruder, Greypaw. You attacked him bravely, Greypaw looked pleased at Blue Star's praise. Sit up, both of you. Sit up now, both of you. Blue Star looked at Rusty. You too, kitty pet. He sat up immediately and held Blue Star's gaze evenly as he, she addressed him. You reacted well to the attack, P- Kitty Pet. Gray Paul is stronger than you, but you used your wits to defend yourself, and you turned to face him when he chased you. I've not seen a Kitty Pet do that before. Rusty managed to nod. Thanks. Not, not his thanks. Taken aback by such unexpected praise, her next words surprised him even more. I've been wondering how you would perform perform out here, beyond the tulip place. We patrol this border frequently, so I have often seen you sitting on your boundary, staring out into the forest. And now, at last, you have dared to place your paws here. Blue Star stared at Rusty thoughtfully. You do seem to have a natural hunting ability. Sharp uh, sharp eyes. Hunting ability. Sharp eyes. You would have caught that mouse if you had not hesitated so long. Really? Rusty stammered. Lionheart spoke now. His deep meow was respectful, but instant. Blue Star, this is a kitty pet. He should not be hunted in the Thunder Clan territory. Send him home to his two legs. Rusty pr- prickled at Laird Hart's dismissive words. Send me home? He mewed impatiently. Blue Star's words had made him glow with pride. She had noticed him. She had been impressed by him. 
but I've only come come here to hunt for a mouse or two. I'm not sure there. I'm sure there's enough to go around. Lucera had turned her head to acknowledge Lionheart's words. Now her gaze snapped back to Rusty. Her blue eyes were blazing with anger. Anger. There's never enough to go around. She spat. If you don't, if you didn't live such a soft, overfed life, you would know that. Rusty was confused by Blue Star's sudden rage, but one glance at hor- uh, one glance at the horrified look on Grandpa's face was enough to tell him he had spoken too freely. Lionheart stepped to his leader's side. Both warriors leaned him now. Rusty looked into Blue Star's certain stare, and his pride dissolved. There was not Cozy's fireside's fireside cats he had he was dealing with they were mean hungry cats who were probably going to finish what Grey Paw had started. Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Warrior, uh, Warrior Cast Cats. Today um, we will be reading chapter 2 of Warriors into the Wild. So I found uh, the book so now yeah I can read the whole thing. Okay let's start. Well his, his blue star, her face only a mouse, mouse length from his well, his blue star, his face only a mouse length from his now. Lionheart remained silent as he t- towered over Rusty. He flattened his ears and crouched under the golden warrior's cold stare. His fur prickled uncomfortably. I am no threat to your clan, he mewed, looking down at his trampoline paws. You threaten our clan when you take our food, yelled Blue Star. You have plenty of food in your two-leg nest already. You come here only to hunt for sport, but we hunt to survive. The, the truth of the warrior queen's words pierced Rusty like a black thorn, and suddenly he understood her anger. He stopped trembling and he stopped trembling, sat up, and straightened his ears. He raised his eyes to meet hers. I had not thought of it that way before. I am sorry. He meowed solemnly. I am. I will not hunt here again. Blue Star let her hackles fall and signal to Lionheart to step back. You are unusual, kitty pet, Rusty. She meowed. Gray Paw's sigh of relief made Rusty's ears switch. He heard the approval in Blue Star's voice and noticed as she swapped a meaningful, meaningful glance with Lionheart. The, the look made him curious. What flashed between the two warriors? What flashed between the two warriors? Quietly, he asked, Is survival here really so hard? <coughs> Our territory covers only part of the forest, answered Blue Star. We compete with the other clans for what we have. And this year, late new leaf means prey is scarce. Is your clan very big? Rusty meowed, his eyes wide. Big enough, replied Blue Star. Our territory can support us, but there is no prey left over. 
Are you all warriors then? Rusty mewed. Blue Star guarded answers were just making him more and more curious. Lionheart answered him. There, some are warriors, some are too young or too old or too busy to carry for kids to hunt. And you all live and share prey together? Rusty murmured and all, thinking a little guiltily of his own easy, selfish life. Blue Star looked again at Lionheart. The golden tabby stared back at her steadily. At last, she returned her gaze to Rusty and meowed. Perhaps you should find out these things for yourself. Would you like to join Sunderclan? Rusty was so surprised he couldn't speak. Blue Star went on. If you did, you would train with Greypaw to become a clan warrior. <coughs> but kitty pets can't be warriors, Greypaw blurted out. They don't have warrior blood. A sad look clouded Blue Star's eyes. Warrior blood, she echoed with a sigh. Too much of that has been spilled lately. Blue Star fell silent, and Lionheart meowed. Blue Star is Blue Star is only offering you training, young Kit. There's no guarantee you will, you would you would become a full warrior. I might prove it might prove too difficult for you. After all, you are used to a comfortable life. Rusty was stung by Lionheart's words. He swung his head around to face the golden tabby. Why offer me the chance then? But it was Blue Star who answered. You are right to question our Modi. Sorry, I can't pronounce that. Young one, the fact is, ThunderClan needs more warriors. Understand that Blue Star does not make this offer lightly, warned Lionheart. If you wish to train with us, we will have to take you you into our clan. You must either live with us and respect our ways, or return to in, to your two-leg place and never come back. You cannot live with a paw in each world. A cool breeze stirred the undergrowth, ruffling Rusty's fur. He shivered. Not with the cold, but with excitement. <laughs> At the incredible possibilities opening up in front of him. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you wondering if it's worth giving up your comfortable kitty pet life? Asked Blue Star gently. But do you re- realize the pr- price you will have to pay for your warmth and food? Rusty looked at her, puzzled. Surely his encounter with these cats had proven, pr- proved to him just how easy and luxur- luxurious his life was. <coughs> I can tell you that. Uh, tell you, artist. I can tell you that you are still a Tom. Blue Star added, despite the two-leg stench that clings to your fur. What do you mean, still a Tom? You haven't yet been taken by the two legs to see the cutter. Yeah, Blue Star gravely. You would be very different then. Not quite so keen to fight a clan cat, I suspect. Rusty was confused. He suddenly thought of Henry, who had become fat and lazy since his visit to the vet. Was that what Blue Star meant by the cutter? The clan may not be able to offer you such easy food or warmth, continued Blue Star. 
and the season of, of leaf bare, nights in the forest can be cruel. The clan will demand great lo- loyalty, loyalty, and hard work. You will be expected to protect the clan with all, with your life, if necessary. And there are many mouths to feed, but rewards are great. You will remain a Tom. You will be trained in the ways of the wild. You will learn what it is to be a real cat. The strength and fellowship of the clan will be with you, even when you hunt alone. Receive head reeled. Bluestar seemed to be offering, offering him the life he had lived so many times, and so tantalizing in his dreams but he could but could he live like that for for real Lionheart interrupted his thoughts interrupted his thoughts come blue star let's not waste any more time here we must be ready to join the other patrol at moon high tiger claw will wonder what has become of us he stood up and flicked his tail expectantly wait receive me out can I think about your offer? <laughs> Blue Star looked at him for a long moment and nodded. Lionheart will be here tomorrow at Sun High, she told him. Give him your answer then. Blue Star murmured a low signal, and in a, in a single movement, the cat, three cats turned and disappeared into the undergrowth. Rusty blinked. He stared, excited, uncertain, up up past the ferns that encircled him through the canopy of leaves to the stars that glittered in the clear sky the scent of the clan cats still hung heavy in the evening air and as rusty turned and headed for home he felt a strange sensation inside him tucking him back into the depths depths of the forest his fur prickled deliciously i don't in the light wind and the rustling leaves seemed to whisper his name into the shadows. And that is the end of chapter one. I will probably do another episode today. I don't know for sure. But I will try updating every day if I can. And um, I hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode. And yeah, stay safe. And have fun. Bye.